Wings of Faith. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Trapper, and I invite you to join me as we go through powerful life lessons from Shah Habitachim based on the Shiorim of Rav Usher Zelig Rubenstein, Zechard Salik Levracha. Wings of Faith, Episode 69, Reward and Olam Haba, Shah Habitachim, Chapter 4, Chovos Halbavos. Another explanation for the omission of Olam Haba from explicit mention in the Torah is that there are some mitzvos which are done in your heart and are not seen by anyone else except for Hashem, such as one's chovos halvavos, mitzvah obligations fulfilled in one's heart. There are other mitzvos which are seen outwardly, like tefillin, mezuzah, and sukkah. Hashem pays for open mitzvos in this world, the open world, and for hidden mitzvos in olam haba, the world which is hidden from our view while in this world. As it says in Tehillim 31.20, How great is the reward that you have hidden for those who fear you. In the same way that Hashem rewards our good, so too does he punish. Sins committed openly are punished in this world, and sins committed in the heart are punished in the next world. The Torah discusses only that which is seen in the open, and the hidden rewards are not discussed. Rav Asher, I don't think any other Sefer writes about this as clearly as Rabbeinu Bachia does right here. But lesson here leaves us with a pachad, a fear, for one who wants Olam Haba, demanding us to work for it. This must be hammered home to wake us up. Which do you perform more of, mitzvahs that are seen by others, or those which are in your heart? Let's take davening as an example. The open part is attending a minion, shuckling, and moving your lips to say the words. But the main part is hidden, because it is the avodah shabalev, internal service in the heart, brachos 33a, where you strip off your physicality, rabbeinu yonah and brachos, and deeply link your body, mind, and soul to Hashem. How many of us, and how often do we fulfill that part? Precise Calculation I would like to share one word here about sins and punishment. The Ramban in Shara Gmul and elsewhere famously discusses punishment in the next world as worse than Yisri Eov, the pain that Eov endured. We must know two things. First, no one gets any unpleasantness in this world without a reason. It is usually because he is being punished. And secondly, if he has the right attitude, he should thank Hashem for giving him punishment in this world instead of in the next. There is a large discussion between Rambam, Shla, Hamakdavar, and others about how to translate if you follow my laws, then you will be rewarded, and if not, you will be punished. In Vayikra 26.3, which reward do you get for keeping the Torah? Is it in this world or in the next? The list given by the verse itself seems to talk about only physical rewards, such as food, peace, and victory over your enemies, implying that you receive reward in this world. However, some of the commentators explain this is not a reward. Rather, it is just that Hashem set up the world to react to our Shmiras Torah, Torah observance, when we do mitzvos. We are by default given more opportunities to do more good, as it says, Har Mitzvah Mitzvah. The reward for a mitzvah is the opportunity for another mitzvah, and Avos for two. While we're on the topic of learning Torah properly, let me just share with you that we must try to learn with Chafrusa. This is the way that Torah is acquired. Chazal and Brachos 23b and Amakos teach us that when someone learns by himself, he makes terrible mistakes, and his Torah learning is not straight. A learning partner challenges us to come out with a true meaning and keeps us focused on the correct understanding. When I was in Panovich, Kolol Chazanish was located right down the steps from us. There was a great man named Rav Chaim Kanievsky Shlita, who learned there all day long without interruption. He was left unbothered because his father was a Gadol and so people went to see the stipler for answers and brachos, and they left the son alone. I watched with my own eyes how Rav Chaim learned seven blot a day over the course of seven hours, and he learned with seven different chavrusos. Teaching our children. Hassam Sofer offers the most relevant allegorical interpretation of the verse, Hanistaros l'ashem elokeinu v'niglos lanu ulvanenu. The hidden are to Hashem, and the revealed are for us and our children. Devarim 29.28 Your own nistaros, hidden intentions of greatness, are between you and Hashem alone. 
but you must show your niglos, outward service of Hashem, openly with your children in order to teach them the proper path in life. The primary way to teach your children is through niglos, the outward actions of Torah and mitzvah's fulfillment. I have told over many times the beautiful words of Chassam Sover regarding the wayward son. The verse opens with, If a man has a wayward son who does not listen to the voice of his father and the voice of his mother, in Devarim 21.18, this hints to the cause as to why the boy went away from our faith. He didn't hear the voice of his father learning Torah, performing mitzvahs, and praising Avodah Hashem. And he never heard the voice of his mother crying for her children, making brachos, lighting the Shabbos candles, praising Hashem, and passing on the love and appreciation of Torah and mitzvahs. This is why he became a wayward and rebellious child who does not care about his life or spirituality. We must expose our children to the outer performance of Torah and mitzvahs, while also expressing our inner conviction and appreciation for our connection with Hashem. Chovos Avavos. Reason 6. When we talk to humans, we talk in their terms, which is about reward and punishment in this world. The Torah talks to humans, and thus talks about human experiences. Olam Haba, which is not in this world, is not discussed. Reason 7. The final reason as to why Olam Haba is omitted from the Torah, even though it is an axiom of our faith, is because the actual reward is made up of Zavikas, connection with Hashem. Now, since it is only through the will of Hashem to draw you close that allows you to receive this reward in Olam Haba, it is not mentioned in the Torah, which focuses on definitive worldly rewards. Rav Asher. Olam Haba is determined by how much your heart, mind, and soul long for Hashem. Rabbi Yonah and Shari Tshuva says something very frightening regarding this. As we mentioned before, when a person dies, his nefesh, soul, continues to move in the direction that his nefesh is pointed at the time of his death. If he was reaching for Hashem, now that his body has left him, he is free to go up and move closer to Hashem. If, however, someone was interested only in physicality, then after death he will go down. Rav Dessler quotes this Rabbeinu Yonah and states that when one listens to impure music, this awakens his nefesh abahami, his animalistic side, and pushes him towards animalistic drives. Rabbeinu Yonah also lists 20 aspects of tshuva, in case we want to upgrade our level of tefekas and Hashem. One of the items he lists is tefillah, prayer. You can do tshuva and repair everything according to the leather of the law, but Rabbeinu Yonah explains that prayer is still vital because Hashem can still say, well, you did everything required by the books, but Anna Kodesh Baruch Hu I don't want you. You have to daven that Hashem will want you and let you back in. I believe this means that you have to be sincere, or Hashem sees right past your intentions. To conclude, Bitachon and Hashem is about knowing that He will reward you in this world and the next for all that He promised the righteous for their service and punish those who deserve to be punished. This is a foundation of our faith. It is not appropriate for one to simply rely on his own good deeds and to think that he is achieving a right to reward in this world and in Olam Haba. Rather, he must work hard to thank Hashem for His kindness every day. He should try to repay Hashem the unlimited amount that he owes him for all that he does for him. Trust that Hashem will give you reward as a kindness as well. We can never repay Hashem for all that he does for us. We remain in his mercy and kindness. As David states in Tehillim 62.13, To Hashem is kindness as you repay each man for his actions. It is only in his kindness that we merit reward in the world to come. Rav Asher. Rashi quotes Chazal that, Ani Hashem Elokechem, I am Hashem your God in Vayikra 18.2, means, Ne'aman l'shalem sachar. I, Hashem, am trustworthy to pay reward. We believe that Hashem rewards us faithfully for our good deeds. Will he grant kindness? Question. There is an important question to be asked here. We say that Hashem will be kind with us and give us reward. On the one hand. Yet, we find that Rabbi Yochanan, in Brachos 28b, explained why he was crying before he passed away. Quote, I am about to stand before the king of all kings, Hashem. And there are two paths before me, one to Gan Eden and the other to Gehenim, and I do not know which one they will bring me to. End quote. This clearly seems to mean that he was unsure if in all of his righteousness that would yield a reward. 
This is mind-boggling. How do we reconcile the two points? Answer. Bitachon means that I believe there is a place called Olam Haba, and I believe that Hashem pays it to those who deserve it, but there are no guarantees on the individual that he will make it. Additionally, what is going on is that the righteous person is always focused on getting closer to Hashem and living a life in line with what he learned and understands about Hashem. Rabbi Yochanan was therefore worried that, firstly, he may not have lived up to Hashem's expectations of him, and secondly, that his sins and the pleasures he had taken in this world may have diminished or depleted his reward. I heard Rechatzka Levinstein Zatzal say a few dozen times, one of the problems with B'nai Torah, who take life easy, a nuginzach, is that they walk around and think that they have Olam Haba in their back pockets. Rechatzka was a hard worker and couldn't imagine how someone could be so smug. When I started teaching, I would say that people are like jellyfish and very fragile. Later, I changed it because jellyfish at least have some substance. I then began to say people are like jello, but the kind of recipe that didn't come together and remained a watery liquid. We are very weak and give up easily, but we need to be strong in our bitachon and avodas Hashem. Gemara in Sanhedrin 98b says that one who says, Maya Hanilan Rabbanan, what did the rabbis do for us, has no share in the world to come. I had an explanation that I later was happy to see that was actually said by the Chavetz Chaim. The fact that one who says this gets no olam haba is not a punishment. It's simply a direct result of his failing to recognize that the entire world runs on the merit of Torah. The entire world is fed in the merit of a Torah scholar, Hanina, my dear son, Brachos 17b. That is our source for all blessings. If you don't value what he is doing for you, then you can't benefit from him, and you must eat up your own reward to survive this world. You thus arrive bankrupt in the next world. If you believe that the merit of a tzaddik carries you, then your food comes from his reward, and then you have merits left over for Olam Haba. Chovos Havavos challenges us not to take our Olam Haba for granted. We know that ultimately, Kol Yisrael Yeshlam Chelek Olam Haba. Every Jew has a portion of the world to come. Avos 6. But we must know that every ounce of effort is rewarded, and most importantly, a life focused on finding favor in Hashem's eyes is one that will be rewarded with Hashem's greatest payment, reward from His treasure house of kindness eternally greater than anything one can ever earn himself. Thank you for joining me in that excerpt from Wings of Faith, a full elucidation of Shara Bitochen, spiced with powerful lessons and stories that bring Bitochen to life, based on the Shurim of Rav Asher Zeli Rubenstein Zatzal. Learn more and purchase at laveeras.com.